When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. Springsteen songs, prove it all night. Christopher Mad Dog Russo is the greatest sports talk show host ever. Right now he's on fire. Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM every weekday afternoon. He's got a tremendous TV show, his baseball show, High Heat, on the MLB Network. And he's basically saved Stephen A. Smith's career at ESPN. I know Smith gets $10 million, but Dog really makes that segment really entertaining. He's the best. And he's a friend of mine for a long time. I'm proud to have him on. Here he is, my good buddy, Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Good morning, dog. Sydney, good morning. How are you today? Everything good? Everything is great. It's a bright, sunny day. You know, I kind of joked around during the sports update, Chris. Fire show, Walter. This is one of the things I don't miss about sports talk radio. Those types of calls, 42 games in, fire the manager. Can we trade Joe McEwing for uh, Greg Maddox? These are some of the things I don't miss, you know. But seriously, uh, 42 games in, and you said this. You said, look, just a couple of months ago, I don't believe the Mets and or the Yankees got any better during the offseason. It looks like, in the Met case, they've gotten worse. Well, the biggest issue with the Mets, and glorious pleasure to be honest, I just came back from Europe, too, so I was in – Austria and Germany, and go to Salzburg if you ever get a chance. Oh, but wow. The, yeah, great spot. Gorgeous. Uh, Mozart, Mozart born there, sound of music, the whole bit. But uh, the, the, the Mets situation, they got older pitchers. I mean, the idea is to make sure they're healthy in October, so maybe right now it doesn't make any difference. And last year, the Mets, you know, with the Braves, didn't really get them anything. They lose the division, and they get knocked out by the Padres, kind of ran out of gas. So maybe this, at the end of the day, is not that big a deal because it's how you play into the se- into the postseason. That's most important. But you got to be very worried about the Mets starting. I mean, I've seen enough of Peterson. All right, I mean, he's, he stinks. ADRA. I don't need to see him anymore. I mean, obviously Scherzer and Verlander. One's thirty-eight, the other's forty, making a fortune. I mean, are these guys going to be able to give the Mets enough in the regular season, one hundred sixty, one hundred eighty innings, and then have something left come October? Your guess is as good as mine. I would say no. Tenga, the biggest start he had as the Met was the other day against Cincinnati. They gave him $80 million and he and he spit the bit, couldn't get out of the first inning against the Reds, gave up five runs, huge game. And the Mets, of course, can't beat these bad teams. Rockies, Reds, Nationals. I mean, it, it, it's very disconcerting. Their lineup isn't great. They got a couple of fourth outfielders. Kana, who's a fourth outfielder on a real good team. You know, Marte is a decent player. He's not as good as they think he is. I mean, that's got some issues. And Atlanta's a much better team. And the Mets are not going to win the division. 
They can't beat the Braves anyway. Um, listen, I, could they be a wild card team? They should be. The National League stinks. I mean, you know, the Padres are awful. I mean, the Phillies have been bad. I mean, you tell me what they give me a good National League team. So they should make the postseason, and then all bets are off if those Scherzer and Verlander are raring to go. But right now, if you're a Met fan, you got problems. They're not as good as they were last year. It's not Buck's fault. He's a great manager. Uh, I think the owner, I don't know what he's doing behind the scenes, but publicly he doesn't say anything, which is a good sign. But the Mets got some issues. You're a th- and so do the Yankees, although I give the Yankees a little break. They played well against Tampa. And obviously, they don't have two pitchers. And, you know, we'll see one of them this weekend. Uh, no Stanton, who's never never plays anyway. But, I mean, no Stanton. So the Yankees are on hold. I'll give them a little break. I think they'll be in the postseason, too. But the Mets, the question was with you with New York, and they're in trouble. You're 100% right. I'm not sure they're going to be a postseason team again. You know, like you said, they're not going to beat the Braves. Braves 11 over. Mets 2 under. The Padres, that is shocking to me, too. San Diego, my buddy Scott Kaplan works there. They had the same, I guess, uh, expectations as the Mets. And ironically, they've got the identical record after 42 games of 20 wins and 22 losses. How does a team with that Padre lineup have that record? The Dodgers look like they're going to win the NL West again. How does San Diego have that record? Good point. Well, you know, remember, two years ago, everybody loved them. And they were terrible. And they had a bad year, got the manager fired. Last year, they didn't win 90 games, but, you know, they had a good two rounds in the postseason, which salvaged their year beating the Mets. Then they beat L.A., which they loved. And, you know, there's a lot of pressure on that franchise. And the one thing about the, one thing about the team like San Diego, you got bullseye on your back. You know, the Sotos, the Tatises, the Machados, the Bogarts. You got a lot of pressure on you. as a, Every team knows that you've got a $350 million payroll, and they're going to be up to play. And, you know, they just lost five out of six to the Dodgers. And, you know, I wonder if that group, never been together, never been through the tough times, I wonder if they have it in them, in their gut, mm. to fight, to yep. be gritty, mm. to win the game that you got to win, to turn around a season, to start a, a winning streak. And I have not seen that from the Padres in the regular season forever. Let's see if we see it now. But I'm with you on them. Mets and the Padres are very similar. Big payrolls, a lot of expectations. Um, you know, both in divisions where they are nemesis, Atlanta and the Dodgers, and both about the same. You hit the two teams that are very troubling in the, Amer- in the National League. Chris, right. Chris Russo here. The AL East, what a division. The Red Sox are 22 and 22 over. They're in dead last. The Yankees, five over, two more home runs for Judge. He did miss 10 games uh, last night. You got a Tampa Bay team that's 20 games over 500, a very good young Baltimore team, 11 games over 500. Now, the Rays started the season, Doggy, as we know, 13 and 0. Since then, still pretty good, 18 and 11 to get to 31 and 11. That's where they are right now. I don't know if I've ever seen a manager do more with less. I mean this. In my 56 years on this planet, every year than Kevin Cash. That guy amazes me. Yeah, he's done a heck of a job. they got a very good bullpen most of the time. Uh, you know, they're resourceful. Their front office does a great job. I don't love cash and big games and postseason play. Uh, the Snell scenario there against the Dodgers in the pandemic when he took them out with a, you know, in the sixth inning with a one nothing shutout. So I think sometimes he manages the same way in the postseason as he does in the regular season. Very few innings by his starting rotation. Go find his bullpen guy, blah, blah, blah. And I think that wears his team out some, and it, then it – the constant search for the one guy who doesn't have it, and then you lose games that way, and you can't do that in postseason play, but you're a 1,000% right. The one thing I'd say about Tampa, they had a very easy schedule to start the year. 
they started the year with the Tigers, the Nationals, and the A's. I mean, geez, no wonder he won nine straight. <laughs> and, you know, and, and since then, you know, they played the Reds and they played the Pirates. But, but since then, they've been a little spottier. Lost a series in Toronto, lost a series in Baltimore. Uh, did not, you know, they won four out of seven against the Yankees, but, and which is respectable, put a little stamp on a regular season start. But still, they showed some warts there. So I'd be a little bit careful about Tampa. I think they're a little... Uh, I think they're a little product of schedule and maybe not quite as good, a little puffed up, not quite as good. But, you know, they're going to be in the playoffs. There's no question about that. Three teams, you know, that's no, only one team in the American League Central. Um, and there might be a second team in the American League West, but probably three teams from the division will get in. One of them won't be the Red Sox. So, you know, from that standpoint, it's a hell of a division. Uh, and it's fun. And, you know, I also like the balanced schedule. I didn't think I would. Uh, Sydney, but I do like it. I don't think you need to play 19 games against teams in your division. I think baseball did that right. I think 12, 13 games against teams in your division is better. We get a chance to see everybody. It helps for the wild card. Everybody plays basically the same schedule. And baseball has had a good start because the pitch clock has been great. Games are shorter, more running, the banning of the shift. Manfred had a very, very good offseason, and he deserves some credit. He always gets pounded. He deserves a little credit, you know. I don't know if baseball is ever going to you know, this time of the year, there's a lot of other things going on. And baseball, it, 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 it's, this is not 1955 anymore. <laughs> so I, I don't it, – it, 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 it's kind of a weird sport for the young generation. Yeah. But baseball's had a pretty good uh, offseason. I and agree with you. Well here to start the year. I agree. Texas Rangers, fun team to watch, too. When you happen to pick the one year, 1955, when my Brooklyn Dodgers – even though I was born in 67, that was the one year they beat the Yankees. Hey, uh, Chris, uh, about two minutes ago, I want to talk NBA with you. As long as I'm alive, Michael Jordan will always be the best, and that's never going to change. But LeBron, I have to say, does make it at least an interesting conversation. If the Lakers get by the Nuggets and beat Boston or Miami and win the NBA Finals, for Christopher Russo, what does that do for LeBron James' legacy? Well, he's probably going to be second at the end of the day. You're right. He's never going to be better than Jordan. That's just all there is to it. I'm with you, too, on that. Uh, but, you know, he certainly very well could be. You know, you got Kareem in there. You know, everybody likes to forget about Kareem. You know, he won five championships and scored 35,000 points. I mean, you know, Kareem's got to, uh, you know, played 30 years. So let's not forget him either. But probably, um, you know, you're going to have to put him, too. Now, I think Denver might beat them. I know the world wants the Lakers and the Celtics. And I heard you there a little bit ago. I do think the Celtics will beat Miami. Um, you know, they're erratic, Boston, but they'll figure out a way with home court. Uh, no hero like he had last year, so that makes Miami a little worse. I think Boston will end up beating them. Probably be a long series. I wouldn't be surprised they won seven games. But I think they will win. Uh, and I, that Denver series is a tricky series to call. I thought Golden State would beat the Lakers. I was dead wrong. Um, I thought the Lakers could beat Memphis, but I, I thought Golden State would win. And I didn't read that one right. Uh, you know, in Denver, Phoenix is a joke. We all know that. So, I mean, nobody can uh, – just no guts. So, I don't know what <laughs> I should do with Denver from that standpoint. I'll pick Denver and the Celtics. Uh, um, you know, here's the key for the Lakers. Now, they play game one tonight. So far, the Lakers win that first game, and then they win the home games. They won game one in Golden State, won three home games. Won game one in Memphis, won three home games. So, this game one tonight is important. I don't know – um, you know, I, if, even if they won the three home games, you know, if they're down 2-0, I don't know. They, they're older. 
somebody has a, you know, Anthony Davis, he's, you know, I want, at times he's a little up and down with his health. They need to get to one of these first two and preferably tonight. So I think we're all a little more tonight, but I'll take Denver and Boston in the NBA finals. You know, 60 seconds, you mentioned the Lakers got by Memphis. And, you know, I grew up in a very tough era. So did you, Chris. Guys out partying. One of my best friends is LT. He did more coke than you can make 10 uh, Scarface movies. But this kid, John Morant, he's either really stupid, really stupid, or he just can't figure it out. I mean, he gets suspended for the guns, guns. And then he does it again. And if I found out today the NBA would not allow this kid to ever play again, it wouldn't bother me even a little. How stupid is this kid? Well, not only that, give the NBA grief. I mean, he was in rehab for, what, 90 hours? I mean, geez, really? The first time? <laughs> and then throw in the fact that the NBA very sort of gave him a five, six, seven-game suspension, whatever it might be. The NBA was very soft with him, and the NBA likes to be above the curve with uh, political correctness and everything else, social issues, and they were soft with Morant. He should not play for a half a year, minimum. I don't want to see him. Um, you know, I don't want to see the kid. For stupidity alone, I don't want to see the kid. Let's see what Silva does. Let's see. I know they got to work with the Players Association and all that nonsense. You know, there's always a poli- uh, political negotiation that goes on. But he, he should not play for a long period of time. Dumb is one of the – and that's a good point. Stupidity. But, I mean, the NBA likes to put themselves on this social justice and we do the things the proper way level which obviously was compromised in my eyes by then hanging out in China for so long. Right. But let's see them Let's see them figure out a way to say, hey, listen, you know, we take this seriously. We look bad the first time. You make us look bad now because you don't pay attention to this. We'll see you in January. Let's see the NBA have the guts to do that. Uh, that's a great call. That is a great call. Listen, I'm glad uh, you enjoyed Europe. My, my daughter Ava goes to school in Wales, so we go to London and Cardiff quite a bit. Uh, Danielle, in fact, ran the – we the marathon in Berlin uh, just two years ago. So glad you enjoyed Austria and that great trip. Glad you're back here. Glad you were on this morning. I love you to pieces, Chris Russo. That's a great job. Thank you so much. We love you, Sid. Keep in touch, pal. Appreciate Thank you. Me on. Oh, you okay. got it. What a great job, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo, once again, the greatest sports talk host in the history of our medium. And he continues to be with a Sirius XM show, a TV baseball show, And, of course, the great work he does alongside Stephen A. Smith on ESPN.